you may have heard that Canada and the United States have struck a deal to deal with migrants crossing our border, in particular at a crossing called Roxham Road. That's not an official border crossing. It will now, though, be closed and migrants will either have to go back or find an official border crossing or they may find a more dangerous route. Now, that is the concern that is being raised by our next guest. It's Erfat Arbel, who's an associate professor of refugee law at UBC's Allard School of Law. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Has this become an increasing concern? Do you think the lengths to which people are going to to come into the country? I think it's actually important to take a step back and view things in context. The phenomenon of irregular migration that we've seen uh, over the past few years was actually caused by the Safe Third Country Agreement. Uh, and this is the very agreement that has been uh, the source of so much dispute and that has now been expanded for the length of the border. Canada has gone through great lengths over many, many decades to prevent asylum seekers from crossing the border and seeking asylum in Canada. Canada has done this simultaneously as it has expanded its resettlement programs and offered protection to countless refugees from around the world, but through a fundamentally different stream. And the Safe Third Country Agreement is one mechanism by which Canada has effectively closed the border to refugee claimants. It operates in ways that prevent asylum seekers from making claims at ports of entry unless they fit within one of very, very narrow exceptions recognized by the agreement. Now, the effect this has had since we're blocking people from entering through official ports of entry is to push them towards unofficial ports of entry like Roxham Road. This closure of Roxham Road, this expansion of the Safe Third Country Agreement across the border, is not going to prevent people from entering. It's just going to push them towards more precarious, more dangerous, more disorderly methods of entering and cause more harm, not just to asylum seekers, but to Canadian border regulations. Okay, so what is the challenge then for them to apply through the, the, the system, the way the system is set out? The way the system is set out has two streams. One of them is resettlement, which is the stream for which Canada deserves and uh, receives much praise around the world. Resettlement is the way um, where Canada negotiates with UNHCR, uh, the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, selects refugees from abroad, and they arrive at Canadian airports, usually welcomed um, by Canadians, who then provide them with assistance, housing, um, and they arrive as permanent residents. So that is the method through which um, resettled refugees arrive. And this is the, the typical image that we associate with media of Canadians, including the Prime Minister, welcoming refugees at the border. This is not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is a completely different method through which refugees arrive at our shores. And this is called asylum, the method that I'm speaking of now. This is where a, per- a person is persecuted in their home state. They fear for their lives, their safety, the lives of their loved ones. They pick up what they have and they go. And they take enormous risks and go through enormously precarious journeys to try to arrive at Canadian soil at the Canadian border in order to seek protection. Now, okay. yeah, so why not? Yeah, why, why can't they at that point then go to a border crossing and claim asylum there? Why do it this way? 
the Safe Third Country Agreement prohibits them from doing so if they enter through the United States. And the only land border we have, the only accessible border we have, is with the United States. So the Safe Third Country Agreement, which has been in place since 2004, says if you arrive at an official border like you're supposed to, we're going to turn you back. Unless you can show that you fit within one of these very narrow exceptions. But the agreement has been in place since 2004 and has operated to return countless, countless, countless asylum seekers back to the United States, where we know they are detained, they face risk of deportation, and they face the, the risk of return to their country of origin where they face persecution. So what is the alternative here? There are a number of alternatives. The first one is to scrap the Safe Third Country Agreement. It has not been an effective mechanism through which to regulate the border, and it operates to enhance irregular border crossings and create strain on um, Canadian resources to monitor the border. Not, not only that, but of course to place the lives and the safety of refugees at risk. So that's one option, is scrapping the agreement. And in fact, there is at present a constitutional challenge to the, the, the legality of this agreement before the Supreme Court of Canada. And that um, constitutional challenge was argued in October, and we're waiting for results any day now. So that's option number one. But option number two is to um, create more exceptions for the agreement. Canada and the United States can, in the same way that they've, they've created this new policy, create new policy. And Canada has the ability to look at the particular migrants or refugees who are vulnerable in the United States, who are unable to seek protection there, and to craft new principled exemptions that allow more people to come in in safe and orderly ways. But what the Canada and the U.S. have done now is just arbitrarily close the border and place refugees at enhanced risk. And they've done it in a way that is just going to create more danger, uh, more costs, and more risk along the border. Isn't the idea, though, that if they're in the United States, that is still not as bad as where their origin country was? They're not being sent back to their original country. That's the idea, but it's a flawed idea. So there are a number of responses to that. The first one is, there is individuals have an international right under international law to seek asylum. There are many reasons why someone might choose to come to Canada and not to the United States that are principled, that are reasonable, that should be respected and valued. But more importantly, the second answer is the United States is not a safe country for refugees. And this is what has been argued before the Supreme Court of Canada and several courts before it. The United States has a long track record, long before the presidency of Donald Trump, of creating subpar standards for refugee protection. The United States falls far below international standards of refugee protection, and it creates um, significant barriers to particularly vulnerable people, including women, who are unable to get meaningful protection in the United States. The United States has a massive and horrific immigration detention regime whereby hundreds and thousands of people are detained in for-profit prisons. The, the <clears throat> treatment of asylum seekers who end up in those facilities is horrific. And the United States has a strong track record of uh, deporting people, of deporting people to face situations of persecution, 
and of deporting people to face situations of torture, which is contrary to international law. Right. It does sound like, though, this this agreement reached um, is not going to be changed then. So do you feel like is there any indication from the Canadian government that things could be done differently? There should be an indication from the Canadian government. And what worries me is that we're seeing the Canadian government use refugees as political fodder, and that's not right. Canada has a long tradition of welcoming newcomers at our shores. And this, this is a moment of, in history where Canada has turned its back on that tradition in a clear and devastating way. So what's open to the Canadian government are two things. Number one, to wait for the Supreme Court of Canada and see what the Supreme Court of Canada will say. And number two, to change its approach, to see the forest for the trees and not to use refugees and, and put their lives at risk for, for political gain. Uh, Efra, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you very much.